Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. With me here today on Tell Del Tuesday is Philip and Sully Stevens out of, I believe, is Talkeetna, Alaska. And if I mispronounce that, guys, I'm sorry, you can correct me. But they're here today to share their story, which is an interesting story because uh, they uh, have started at a very low financial position and really have a different perspective than a lot of people do. And they went through a lot of growth to get to where they're at right now. So it's welcome today. Philip and Celise, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dell. So excited to be with you. So excited, yes. Let's give people a little understanding of who you are. You're not the normal group of people, I guarantee you. And uh, that's not a bad thing, but it's just a different thing. Uh, you guys have gone a different path than most people. Live in an interesting place also I've never heard of. So let's just start, though. How did you guys meet? What was your youth like? And, you know, how, when did you get married? And where did you end up at that point that really this story all starts from that mm-hmm. uh, you were really – financially in a, a short position so uh i uh, both originally from north carolina uh she and i grew up, both grew up in a uh, christian homes and i uh, went to college did, and did that and then when we got out of college she studied commercial art and i studied theology so uh, uh after college you know i i went into the, the, the ministry of the pastor assisted being a assistant pastor and at the church i went to at the time uh, was in a little bitty town in North Carolina called Stanford, North Carolina, which is literally in the middle of a cow pasture with a yeah. turkey farm inside of it. Yeah. And so, long and behold, when I arrived, and then Felice was there, and that's when we met. And we began to get to know each other, and then eventually, a couple of years into it, we got married. Yeah. Uh, and our first place we lived was uh, at her grandfather's house, which was yeah. a workshop in his backyard. And then the gallery I got out of this, that I just to let you know, was I thought I was marrying the money and all that. And I was like, okay, this is good stuff. But now I got like 14 chickens and two goats out of it. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, well, that was a good time. So we had started out with that. Um, at the time, I was, you know, as an assistant to the, uh, to the ministry there, I was working a, a part-time job, uh, road construction, which eventually got laid off because of the economy. And at the time, so this was doing a, a small video editing for Spanish uh, ministry as well. Uh, but we were only making about $800 a month because we lived in yeah. at that time. Yeah. And um, we needed to say we ate a lot of eggs and, and learned a lot of ways to eat eggs and buy uh, some potatoes and beans and all that stuff. But eventually, eventually I, uh, I joined the Navy with it, uh, as a chaplain. Once we joined the Navy as a chaplain, that's when we started moving around in different places. That's when we had steady income. You know, I got into the Navy thing. He was like, yeah, you got you to, now that you have a steady income, here's a TSB, here's your Roth RA, you start investing in that. So that's mm-hmm. why, that's how we first got introduced to investing, was to a 
like a lot, a RA, and I was like, okay, well, I didn't understand what that was. I was like, sure, I'll contribute to it. And so we lived like that for like the next 10 years, but we were very conscientious about saving because we were very frugal growing up. That was our mindset. So we saved a lot. And so over the course of 10 years, we saved about $200,000. Then come to a point in our lives where we were just like, you know, um, there's got to be something better than this. There's got to be a way to yeah. grow our money instead of just, you know, waiting till we're old, you know, and then living on this meager retirement and mm-hmm. into a, a way lower than the lifestyle that we're used to. Mm-hmm. And we're like, that, that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And so that's when, you know, at the time, I was stationed in North Carolina, uh, Camp Lejeune, during COVID, and that's when uh, Felicia's brother says, hey, heard this guy on the radio, Dale, where he's talking about lifestyles, limited, you know, just great program, investing. You guys should, you guys should listen to him and get involved and find out what's, what's that all about. So, so we did, and then that's where, that's where it started when we were introduced to it. And then from there, you know, we uh, did a two-day and got involved in that and then moved straight to uh, investing. Wow, Philip, you can talk. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why you. I see why you became a preacher, man. And and she was giving the hail marys the whole way. Don't invite. Put people to sleep on the So, um, you went through the whole story in five minutes. I guess we have nothing else to do on the show except to have some fun here, and <laughs> kind of figure out a couple of things. So, so, Lisa, I want to go back to you for a second. So, uh, how old were you guys when you met? Yeah, so we were probably about 26. Oh, so and pretty I late. think we got married when I was 27, and he was 20, 28, yeah. So, Lise, how do you pick a guy who brings to the table that little that he's going to have to live with you with the chickens and the goats? I mean, you yes. you were the catch, huh? You had the chickens and the goats. <laughs> you were the catch in this situation. <laughs> he definitely got um, a good deal with the chicken chickens, 14 chickens, and, and our goat, William. But, um, you know, when we were married, I brought to the table some debt, student loans. I had $16,000 worth of debt, which may not seem like a lot, but living on $825 a month, um, it was tight, and, you know, we were happy, but I'm telling you, life was so limited. I remember there was times when uh, his family lived just an hour and 20 minutes away, and we wanted to go visit, you know, them, and we, we didn't have the gas money to do it. So it was it was hard, but, you know, eventually we we budgeted. We When he got in the Navy, we, we tithed. We attended motivational seminars, and we went to real estate workshops and saved money and read lots of books and contributed faithfully uh, to our Roths, like he said, and there just came a point when we ran the numbers and we said, this isn't working. Well, that's really interesting. Uh, I find it rather interesting because of where you started from, uh, mm-hmm. because of the the faith background. By the way, where is this you live at now? You live in Alaska? Yeah, you said it right, Talkeetan, Alaska. All right. Where the heck is that at? Where, what part of Alaska? So it's just about an hour and and a half from uh, Wasilla, about two and a half hours north of Anchorage. Is that where you guys were living in a shop behind the house with the chickens and the goats? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, we would have died. Uh, 
through the winter. But we lived at that time. We lived in North Carolina in my grandpa's backyard. Yeah, when we first got married. And he, he let you have the shop. Remodel the shop. He let us convert his shop. Yep, and um, we put some chickens and a goat. We lived in the middle of Charlotte, North Carolina, actually, and we were in the middle of the city. And it was not legal what we were doing, but, you know, we had fun with our goat and our chickens. Wow. What a story. I just can't get over that part of the story. That's just amazing. Yeah. So you guys. Yeah, yeah, just reading back and hearing our story again, we've come so far and we just, we really owe you a huge thanks because you can see what we came from. Well, you know, we're going to get to what you did since you got to us. I, I'm really just as much interested in what you did before you got to us um, mm-hmm. because I, I don't know how to say this without sounding disrespectful, but it's not meant disrespectful. It's, it's meant positive. Sure. Is that I, to hear this story compared to the 100,000 other stories that I tell every year, to hear this story about the goats and the chickens and the and living in the outhouse and, you know, the the whole thing. And to see, I would have thought you guys would have been some really backwoods, unexcitable, you know, kind of people. But you, you really, you put your nose to the grindstone. You, you put together a plan. You worked hard to build up. And you did the best you could do with what you had. And so I'm going to take my hat off to you. You guys really worked through that. And, and to be able to do that as a couple and married, that's a great thing. With me here today on Tell Dell Tuesday is Philip and Celise Stevens out of Talkeetna, Alaska. Hard to say, but good place to live, according to them. And uh, in the first segment, we talked about the fact that they came from really almost abject poverty. When they got married, they were $16,000 in debt, only making about $800 a month. And they worked and scrimped and saved and put money away and ended up with a pretty good chunk of money, about $200,000 multiple years later. By the way, guys, what year, how old were you? You got married in 27. How old were you by the time you'd saved up the $200,000? How long did that take you as a married couple? Yeah, so we were about 37 years old. So about 10 years it took you to save that money up. It took us 10 years to save $200,000. Yeah, that's great, though. That's great because that gave you this chance to get started. So somebody told you about lifestyles. Who was that that told you? I forgot. Yeah, so it was my brother, actually, my twin brother living in North Carolina, and he was driving to and from work listening to you on the radio, and he just one day he's, he's like, Felice, there's this guy named Dale, and he, he talks about real estate, and I think this is perfect for you and Philip. You should really look into this. And he, I'm pretty sure he sent me some links to it. And honestly, I at that time, we had just been so burned out on – you know, all these scams and, you know, we were really seeking. We were, we were going to workshops. We were going to motivational events and look, you know, learning as much as we could. And, and so this to us was just probably another gimmick. And I kind of, I really put him off and just like, thanks, but no thanks. Wow. What kind of, what kind of things did you look into that ended up not being as worthwhile as you thought? I won't call them scams because we, don't know who they are, but <laughs> right. So tell me who I they mean, are, and I'll tell you if they're really scams. <laughs> <different family. laughs> 
Right. So different family members would come to us and they would say, you know, great ideas, here's a great company, here's this thing, here's that yeah. thing, whether it's cell phone related, whether it's new technology coming out, whether it's this investment. So, and, and then, then they would go to meetings with them and hear the person out. And then uh, would also go hear motivational speakers, such as uh, fairly famous people. Would go here, and then they would tell us this and that, and get us all hyped up about you know, living life, and would never really give us any kind of solutions or ways to get there. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I call that? I said that's like, you know, taking a little wind-up duck, if you can think about what these look like, and you wind them all up and then they bounce all around, they run into the wall and fall down. Mm -hmm. A lot of energy, a lot of motion, but it doesn't really get you anywhere. So you guys did that and you came to the two-day. Now, coming to the two-day, what was the thing that caught your attention? I mean, everybody has an aha moment, that thing that just was never exposed to them in life that like, wow, that's it. That's, That's what we missed. That's going to make a difference. What, can you guys remember what the two, each of you or together, came up with for aha moments? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So I think for us it was, like I said, we were very skeptical, so we were reluctant to, to, to attend it. But once we got into it, we were like, okay, well, this is similar. They're telling us this and that. But the aha moment came when they actually told us, this is how you do it. And this is the results, and this is how you get there. And we've never heard it put that way. We've never heard anybody take the time to actually explain it, put it down, put the cookies on the lower shelf, make it available, and to actually Mm -hmm. care enough to say, this is the path. Let's let's, let's help you get there. Right. I remember this moment vividly. We were sitting in our car actually doing the two-day because we didn't have Internet where we were at. So we had driven somewhere and connected, and we're walking together. And, you know, this is in June of 2020. So, um, you know, we weren't able to go to an expo. We weren't able to attend any events live. And as soon as we finished up the two days, I remember we looked at each other, and I said to Philip, what did you, what did you think? And he was like, that was real. I learned something. And I said, at the time, we spent $97 to do it. And uh, and he said, that was so worth the money. And I said, let's, this is it. This is real. Let's do this. Wow. So what did you guys do then? What was your next step? So um, our next step was, you know, we were all in. So as fast as we could, we joined Passive Deals. Uh, we had that $200,000, like we said, saved. And we started um, looking for deals. Um, I, I did the Passive Certification first, and it took me about a month. And then it took me about two months to connect and, and land a couple deals. And so we decided right away we had a huge goal, and that was going to be seven deals in one year and of course at the time that was impossible but we we were just so convinced that this was the path that we were supposed to be on that we didn't hesitate and uh we we spent up the two hundred thousand and then we were like we got to find some more money we got to do it again 
<laughs> so did you? Did you find more money? We did. So I just would encourage all the people listening, just invest what you have, and I promise you more will come to you. And what we ended up doing, we renovated a, it was a vintage RV, and we sold that, and then we sold our um, remote cabin in Alaska, and we ended up cashing in our four, or sorry, not our 401Ks, but our IRA accounts, uh, his TSP account with the military. And I know some people are thinking, that's crazy, but we ran the numbers. We knew what we had been making in those accounts, and it would have been crazy not to. We paid the fees gladly and no hesitation. And that got us into a few more deals. And we did seven deals in the first year. And we just, we still can't believe it. Now, this was all in 2020, I take it, or 2000. I see 20. You did one, two, three, four, five. There I see 21, Mm -hmm. six, seven, eight, 22. So you've got nine total deals so far? Yeah, so we got nine. Uh, we did seven that first year, and then now we've done a few cents. All right. Well, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, it's going to get to the fun part of the story. Uh, I want to hear the smile on your face because you've got all <laughs> kinds of exclamation points and everything on this paper here. I want to hear that smile on your face about what happened when the money started coming in. So we're going to take a short yeah. break, come back with Philip and Salise Stevens and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. We'll be right back. to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. Dell Wamsley's Real Estate Investing Worst Case Scenario. Let's say the Democrats took away all tax deductions away from real estate like Ronald Reagan did in 1986. In 1986, we had stock market crash, a real estate value crash. The world came to an end for three months. Why? Because he took the value away from owning real estate for people who used it as a tax break. People like myself who got started at 87 go, you know, you can really buy this stuff cheap right now. In fact, I can buy it so cheap, I can rent it and make a 20% return. Cap rates were 20%. I buy a building and I made 20% of my money without leverage. If I put leverage on it, I made 30 or 40% return. Ungodly returns. Right now, you can earn less than 1% on a savings account. So do you think I hope that happens again? Yes, I do. In 2008, when the world crashed and cratered, I bought real estate 50 cents on the dollar. Said, well, what happened to the stuff you already owned? I kept it. It stayed full. We rented it. We made money. Don't let the fear of losing money hold you back from making money. Join us for the next live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today on Tell Dell Tuesday is Philip and Salise Stevens out of uh, Telkina, Alaska. Great story, guys. Uh, that Here's a couple that started a, their marriage and their, their family out. Uh, $16,000 in the hole, making $800 a month, uh, living in a converted workshop out in back of uh, grandfather's house. 
And uh, don't be, don't put them down, though. They did have 14 chickens and a goat. So it wasn't like they started with nothing. Now, uh, currently, they own a part of nine different apartment complexes. They did seven in one year, two the second year. And uh, we're about to hear the story of what happened when they, after they had purchased these first seven, just seven months into what they were doing, they started to receive cash flow. And I can't wait to hear the story. Solis, are you the one going to be excited enough to tell that part of the story, or should we oh, go through Oh, I'm for- pumped. Let me, let me tell this one. So, you know, like I said, we joined no hesitation. We knew the education and the stories and the people and the mentors and all of that was real. And so when that happened, you know, we just – we uh, we went all in, and then seven months into uh, you know doing these these deals, we got our first quarterly dividend check, and that's when it got real. It was like, wow, this is working. This is cash flowing. So let me let me just ask you a question. You put money in the IRAs and in the uh, military. Uh, plan. I forgot what you called that. You put that money okay. in there and you were making money and you were saving money. You weren't making money, but you were saving money. You weren't really making much, but you said that there was not much return. I didn't say that. But um, the money was there, but it never yeah. paid you anything. What was it like to actually get a check in the mail, real money? Yeah. So when we first got into lifestyles, you know, my brother told me about it. We were at rock bottom in our confidence that we were going to really find something to invest our life savings into. And it was just, you just can't describe it when you go from working so hard and saving so hard, but you run the numbers and it's not going to work out in your retirement. You're going to, you're going to retire in poverty and so even though we were working hard and we were out of that, you know, we were living a better lifestyle, we were still stuck in that poverty mentality. And so when you get a check, you know, in the mail that your money has been making money, it's life-changing. Let's talk about the uh, the resale. Or was it a resale or a refinance where you got the large return? The resale, yeah. Tell us about so that. So that happened just 18 months into this and Scott Mackey uh, he was the lead investor he's awesome and he he reached out to all of his investors and said hey this is early in the plan but we've got a great offer if you guys want to move forward we're going to sell and everyone said let's do it and so 18 months after we uh, put down our initial investment we got that investment money back and we got 77% more on top of that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Did you ever wow. believe when you started that it was going to be that good? No idea it would be that good. We, we were happy with, with a lot less than that. <laughs> when this came through, we were, like, ecstatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that added, now you got some more money to work with, right? Yeah, we got more money. You got back Let's whatever you had again. invested plus the seventy seven percent return, so you got some more you got some more venture capital. 
We've got more capital, and we we immediately reinvested. In fact, um, it's funny because we contacted Scott, and we said, Scott, like exactly when do you think this uh, money is going to hit our bank? And he, he narrowed it down to about two days, and we said, okay. And then we were talking with Christopher Peavy, and uh, he, he was doing a deal in Mississippi. And we connected with him right away. We just uh, – loved his um you know his his story we connected right away with his his goals in life and so we knew we wanted to partner with this lead and we talked to him and we said okay we want to be in this deal when are the funds needed and he told us and it was exactly around the same time would sell the prop the other property so literally the money set in the bank for one hour and we had that money redeployed into a new deal. <laughs> so, uh, Philip, uh, man of the cloth, uh, were you starting to think things were coming down for you from above or what here? <laughs> I did. I, I began to get a revelation that I'm highly favored and blessed. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it's always been a question to me with people of faith, uh, if they understand that God gave you the will, the means, and the opportunity, but didn't give you the result. And for everybody that I've met that's highly religious and had, and has a good set of morals that they base their life on, that keeps them steadfast in all the things that are important not to, you know, life tries to take you down and those good morals keep you up. But the people that just live off the morals but have no belief that there needs to be some contribution on your end, those people I don't see do very well. So I'm going to take my hat off to you uh, that you, you know, being a pastor, you see that it takes your side of the effort also, right? Right, right, definitely, you know. I'm reminded of the of the truth that says, you know, seeking you shall find, knocking it shall be opened unto you. And one thing that, that that really stuck out to me about lifestyles unlimited was, you know, we were seeking something. I know that truth is there. I know that promise is there. And we were ready. We were seeking. But lifestyles actually kind of help pull the curtain back and say, this is the way. Here it is, and it's kind of like Felice and I were up to this point. We were sitting on that two hundred thousand dollars. We were ready to pull the trigger on a deal. We didn't know who, where, and why, but we—I remember just praying about it. We're like, "Okay, God, we're seeking. We're doing everything we're supposed to be doing. We just need some direction." And about that time is when a brother came in and said, "Hey, you need to check out Lifestyles." And then when we, like you said, when we listened to the first, the, the two-day seminar, when we did that, we, we were immediate peace about it. We were ready to go. We knew this was it. I think people pass vibrations. And uh, when you're ready, that's why, you know, if you seek, you shall receive. Uh, when the teacher, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear as a, another way to say it. Exactly. And uh, they exactly. both mean the same thing. When you put out those vibrations on this world that you're ready, that you need something, they come to you, uh, which 
going to get me back to my question for Salise here real quick, and that is, Salise, do you have vibrations from that twin? When you, I know when you're kids, I mean, <laughs> twins are just like connected at the hip. But what about when you get older? Do you still have those vibrations? Can you still sense things back and forth? You know, people think that twins have secret languages, and so we just go with it. I have a twin brother, you know, and I get asked all the time, are you identical? And I'm like, he's a boy and I'm a girl, so no, we're not identical. But there's no secret language. Honestly, there's no vibration, but um, he's so good. And he he often says, now, you know, I get like 10% of this, right, for introducing me to lifestyle. <laughs> I see a little businessman in him there, huh? <laughs> I want my finder's fee. He's such a great brother. That's great. Well, my finder's fee. So what does the rest of the family think about you guys doing this? They think you're a little crazy at first or what? We only got a 30 seconds for that question, I think. Yeah, no, they don't think we're crazy. Um, so far, my parents are now in lifestyles, and my brother's also in lifestyles. He's doing single family, and my parents are preferred members. Excellent. Nobody Excellent. thinks we're crazy. With me here today is Philip and Celise Stevens out of uh, Talkeetna, Alaska. And uh, they're telling their story here of starting out with, I love this, uh, 14 chickens, one goat, and uh, $16,000 in debt. That's a great way to start a marriage. And uh, they worked their way out of it to now they own nine apartment complexes, uh, seven in the first year, two in the second year, making money. Life has changed. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful thing. I uh, wanted to ask this question before we moved on to the next segment, and that is, as you were evaluating whether or not this was the real thing through the two-day, through whatever research and investigation you did of us, were you surprised how open people were about their finances in our group? Yeah, we were so surprised at how supportive people were, and it wasn't like a competition it was like a family, and right away we met so many people that had similar, not uh, not 14 chicken story, but, you know, similar aspirations for their families and their parents and just wanting to really break free from, you know, financial independency on a job. And so, so open. Yeah, it's definitely not like a secret society or anything. <laughs> well, most people don't share their finances uh, until you come here and you see it. That's why I always ask that question is that it's just mind-boggling to most people that, you know, people would actually talk. In fact, people won't even talk about their finances amongst their family members in most cases. So it's kind of a strange thing. Um, yeah. Let's talk about this mentality that you brought up in your, your notes, and that was that you used to have the poverty mentality and that you've now grown to where you have the abundance mentality. You want to share with people what you were thinking when you were in the poverty mentality mode and how it changed to the mode you're in now? I can speak to the poverty mentality, and I'll let Philip talk about how that's changed, but I can remember... So a poverty mentality, you know, you can work really hard and you can change how much is in your bank account, but you really have to get free of that mentality. It can still follow you 
even people who have a lot of money and are successful in business and real estate, they still live in that mentality. And so it's been a process of, um, you know, every day I'll, something will come up and I'll think, no, that's my old mentality. That's out. It's new. The new mentality is I don't have to choose between doing this good thing and this good thing. It's how can I do both? And before, yeah, I would have said, I can only do one, maybe. And then, you know, the idea of piling up money that is losing value and hoping that it will be enough when you're older and and probably not able to work as hard, that's poverty mentality of piling up and hoping it will be enough. And so we've just been breaking free of it. Um, also, one of the things we wanted to do right from the beginning was to give. And, you know, with that mentality of it's not enough, I have to save for me and my family, you don't have the ability to be generous with others. So that's kind of where we were before. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So how that has changed and what it looks like now is, like, we do have the ability to, to give to our church, to give to community, to we have been all involved in several projects, whether that was providing uh, certain basic needs for families, certain basic education for people, uh, children in the Congo. Uh, we've even had the ability to put uh, a young lady through college. Uh, and, and most recently, you I mean, Solis and I were able to take a vacation to, to Hawaii, which we've never been before. But not only did we get to visit Hawaii, but we actually were able to fly first class to Hawaii. And that was something we never even dreamed of before. And so that was that is kind of what a snapshot of what has changed for us due to getting involved in lifestyle. So we, we are so grateful. Yes. Wow, you know what? I have to tell you, I just flew, flew first class from Hawaii myself. It was one of the greatest things I've ever done. I was <laughs> tired. It was a long flight. And uh, I got in one of those things where you get the pod, where the thing's all the way around yeah, you. Yeah. And then you have oh, yeah. all the food and drink you could eat and drink. And I thought, like, you know, this would be a perfect thing. You can sleep for the whole eight hours. You come back, you be refreshed. I said, not a chance. I'm not going to go to sleep for even one second. I watched movies <laughs> and had food. And, and my wife was passed out. I said, nope, I'm going to enjoy every second of this because you're right. That's an incredible thing. But I'll tell you one that goes along with the giving thing. It has to do with airplanes, too. It's a story I call the uh, the airplane mask mentality, and that is uh, if the plane's going down and the masks come out of the ceiling, the first thing you do is grab the mask and put it on yourself before you grab the other ones and put it on your baby and other people. Because if you go down, you can't help your baby and other people. Yes. And that's the same thing yeah. about giving. You can't give if you're broke, right? So the first thing you got to do is That's save right. yourself. You know, when we were at our lowest point and we thought, you know, we've got this $200,000 and we have nothing to invest it in. We've been looking. And then we we were even considering at that time just to to give it to a family that was needing a house. And And I just remember talking to my dad and he said, you know, if you give all your capital away, he said, that'll be the end. He said, it's taken you and Philip 10 years to save this. He said, what if you invest it in this real estate? Um, and he said, you can grow that and you can continue to grow and there's no end to it. And that really spoke to me. There it is, folks. 
That's it. That's I was going to ask you where you're going to go with this, but I think you just summed it up for everybody out there. You just keep growing it, and it just keeps giving you the opportunity not only for yourself and your family to have mm-hmm. a nicer quality of life, but it gives you the ability to give back to society. And uh, yeah. you guys have seen what I've done. Everybody that's been successful, I hound them to come back and give back. And this is your first chance by being on the radio. So we appreciate you coming on. Really excited about your success. And the rest of you out there, remember this. Chickens and goats, that's what it's all about. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. The information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.